Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Based on the paperwork I just signed, sounds like Gentleman's World is moving. I'm not talking about the schedule, talking about the person, talking about the studio. This is going to be somewhat of a headache, but according to the paperwork I just signed, it looks like we'll be moving. Now, I've got the approval lined up. This is a personal update. Got the approval lined up, and based on the approval, everything looks good on the surface. I still have to pay the, you know, the initial uh, prorate rent. I'm not worried about that at all. I got plenty of money in the bank and more coming uh, tomorrow and then even more coming at the end of the week. So I'm not concerned about money at all. I am going to have to kind of figure out vehicle because I'm not going to freaking take a, uh, I'm not going to take a plane. So the plan, it's, it's going to be a little bit tight just because of the way I want to do it. So the plan is to, um, this, if this goes and I don't have a reason to think that it won't, I'm going to hear back more tomorrow. Apparently if it goes, then the plan is to uh, be up there uh, by December 5th, December 12th. Now I don't like moving in December. This is now the fourth time I've moved in December and I can't stand it, but it seems like these companies, they only get desperate in December. And I don't know why that is. So I'll give you a little bit of backstory. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I want to get back to what I'm doing over here. So when I left, you know, California, I was 2011, late 2011, I got an opportunity, great opportunity up in Washington state. And I decided to go ahead and drive it. First time of me, I, I've driven out of state. I think I told the story before I've driven out of state before, but this is the first time I've driven this long from California to Washington state. Horrendous drive. Absolutely horrendous drive. Very scenic, but a horrendous drive. Oregon was very nice. I drove through it, didn't stop. I don't think I stopped at all. I might have stopped for one gas fill up, and that's it. Because I had a uh, Nissan Ultima that got like 500 some odd miles to the gallon. It was a really good car, or to the fill up, to the gallon, to the fill up. Really good car. Drove all the way to Washington, got there. Washington, of course, was terrible all the way around. Couldn't stand it at all. There was nothing about, nothing about Washington State that I enjoyed. Uh, nothing. The home prices were terrible. The job market was horrible. And people are like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that like a tech hub? It is. But then the problem is that they'll, number one, they'll underpay you. Number two, they're all about code. Number three, they're all about expensive degrees that you don't need to do the job. Number four, they're ripping out lanes, car lanes to put on bike lanes. And it's, you know, traffic is a nightmare. Home prices are a nightmare. It's, it's just a terrible place. And then the icing on top of it, don't, if you're a fan of Mexican food like I am, I, I strongly recommend you do not go to Washington State because that is not something they understand. It's not that there aren't taco shops, but they're not the real taco shops. You know, the, the dirty, shady taco shops, you know, they're painted red and yellow or they're green. You know, they got some kind of soccer playing and it's like Spanish narrating. You know, there's some usually some music. It's like, or it's like, it's like the same beat. 
that's a real taco shop, right? The, the salsa bars out there. You don't really know what the heck's going on there. Smells like a whatever, but you know, the food is to die for. That's none of that is in Washington. Like it's very clean cut and that's not good. And then of course, when it snows, you know, when it rains heavy, doesn't rain a lot heavy, but when it does, when it snows, it was just horrible. So then I'm up there. I bought the house up there and I only bought the house because I was comfortable at the job I was at. Even though I was underpaid, I was comfortable at least. And then the manager retired. So then I decided, all right, I'm going to go and buy a house. That was a critical mistake. Number one, because I chose a state program and that state program was a ripoff. It was a scam. And you're like, how can a government program be a scam? Trust me. That program was a scam all the way around. I'm not going to spend too much time here. Maybe one day I'll tell the story. It's a scam. I get the house and I'm fine with the house, although I didn't like where it was and I didn't do due diligence. So (laughs) this is in a HOA. I was told no problem. I get there when we're checking out the home and it's a really nice neighborhood. It's really quiet. It's a Saturday. That was a mistake, but it's a Saturday. It's quiet. It's on a little bit of a hill. I was a little bit concerned, but not too much because I like the house a lot. I get, and it's got like a back deck and the whole nine. I've got photos of this and I go up the street and it looks like the HOA buildings right there. It's a really nice, well manicured, very wealthy looking area. I go in there and I'm asking questions about the HOA and they're like, Oh, this isn't your HOA. You're that other HOA. And I'm like, okay, well, where are they? Well, they don't have a building. It's just one old lady. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, I'm not going to worry about it. Cause you know, it's whatever. And the HOA was like $70 a year. And you're like, hmm. okay. So I go ahead and, and there's not, uh, there's still the whole cluster mailbox, which I couldn't stand and all this, but I was willing to overlook this cause it's my first buying home first time. So I get the home. Then I realize how bad of a mistake I made. There's a train that goes down um, past it's so it's like on a mountain essentially. And there's a train at the bottom. And when that train blares its horn, because there's a law that says every time it hits a crossing, it has to keep blaring the horn over and over again. And it echoes up the, up the hill. So it was loud. And then the windows in this thing were all jacked up. So they were compromised. So like all the gas that's normally in the windows, no good. These were builder grade windows. The previous owners never upgraded the windows. I finally got to talk to the, the HOA lady. She knew the owners that I, it only had one owner. It was a, uh, at the time elderly couple that sold me the home and they had bought it when it was brand new. And this was like in, uh, I want to say in the eighties, I could tell, I could tell it had to be pretty old cause there was carpet in the bathroom, which doesn't make any sense. So then I get, all right, so I talked to her, and I'm trying to understand what's the lay of the land, tell me the story. And she's telling me that apparently there was some sort of an issue, and she didn't know the specifics, but basically, welcome to the whatever. As long as you pay your 70-something, whatever, we're not going to have a problem. Okay. So I have to get a treatment on the roof, which I'm new to this. I have to get a treatment on the roof to remove moss from the roofing tiles. It had never been done. Because when I did it, it stayed clean for a long time. I don't think it ever came back. So that means that the previous, they had never done it. They never bothered. And that, that I'm like, what, why? What? So I did this. I renovated the lawn myself. I got it all nice as lawn on the whole street. Everything's cool. I had a inspector come through about the windows. And he said, yeah, the, the windows are basically not, they're builder grade. It's whatever. I had him check out the siding. So he saw that the siding was like a defective siding basically that there was a, some issue and there was a class action lawsuit 
and this settlement off the class action and people got windfalls. Like you're talking, you know, 30,000, 40,000 bucks. And I'm like, okay, well, why didn't they do anything to replace this? It's still the defective siding. And he said, well, most people just took the money and did whatever. So from what I can tell, the previous owners just took the money and redid the roof, but they didn't do the siding. They didn't do the siding. They didn't do the crawl space because the crawl space was all jacked up. They didn't do the windows because the windows are compromised. Like they didn't do anything with the money other than possibly the roof and like something else that I didn't know. Like the rear deck looked like it might be somewhat new and that's it. There was no air conditioning on this thing, which is so apparently that's symptomatic up there. There's a whole spot for it, like the little stone slab where you would normally put the air conditioning unit, nothing there. Okay, <laughs> There was openings for the piping for the freaking so somebody planned to do it but they just never did it so i had a heater in there the heater was not as sufficient so it would never heat the water like you could never because it was like a five-bedroom home so the hot water would only last like 10 minutes because of how large the house was this is a large house and it's it was on i want to say three quarters of an acre so <laughs> so now i'm i'm with the train and the compromised windows the best i could do was get i had to pay six thousand dollars to just get some really good soundproofing windows on the master. And that's all I could do because there was no way I was going to be able to redo. The, there was like 30 some odd windows in this house. So I just did the master just so I could freaking think. Now, I'm not working from home at this point. So it's not like I'm there all the time, but I need to get my freaking sleep because I have to unfortunately go into core downtown. It was a nightmare. Then when I left that company when the manager retired, I'm working from home. I found an opportunity. They're willing to pay me. It wasn't great money, but I'm happy to work from home. So I'm working from home there. It was a nightmare, but I liked the idea of, it was a contract. It was my first contract and I'm liking it. I'm liking this contract thing because it feels like, okay, I can kind of call the shots here. And then I worked at a different company that wasn't contract, but it was almost like contract because I'm still working from home. I have a corporate card, whole nine. I may have told that story. That company turns out to be a nightmare because of the way they, worked with their clients. So I quit. Well, now I got this big freaking house and I need to be able to make payments. I only got so much money. I got to find something else. So I'm looking for something else to do. And of course, it's a terrible market out there. I find this opportunity. It's out there in Colorado, but I have to uproot because they don't let you work from home and they certainly don't let you work from another state. Fine. I, at this point, I'm done with Washington state, burnt out, tired of it. I got to figure out what to do with the house. I'm not going to bore you what I ended up doing other than I made a stupid mistake by taking the rest of my um, frequent flyer miles. Cause at the time I didn't mind flying for my contract stuff. Then I swore off it, but I had flyer miles. I used that to fly out to go and, and be up there and did the interview, did all stuff. It was fine. No problem. Get the offer. We're good to go. So then I go up and I get a, there's a corporate housing thing that they had a, an arrangement with really cheap, like 500 bucks a month or something. It was really low. So I can get settled in there for like a, you know, a couple of weeks, just get the lay of the land, understand what's going on. I get up there and I'm getting all settled in there. Next thing I know it, a couple of weeks last to a month. Well, here's the problem. I had parked my freaking car at the airport parking. So now I'm a month out and my car has been sitting there in the airport parking for a month. So now I'm freaked out about not freaked out, but I'm really concerned. I should say about the bill for the parking nothing I can do. I have to get my dang car. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. So I, I tell him, look, I got to do this. And I do this over a weekend, mind you. So I go back, fly back up there. 
because I got money now. I fly back up there, get my car. The bill is a nightmare, whatever. Get the car. Go to the house, and I, I get as much stuff as I can packed up into a shipping container and a storage shipping container, much as I can justify. Like, it wasn't like the critical, it wasn't like the, the optional stuff. It was basically the important things. I just put them in there. And then the mistake I made is I did not pack as much as I should have. But it was only like a weekend. I was not trying to stay the bulk of the time because I needed to be there to work the project. They won't let me do it remotely. Fine. So all I've got basically is a Saturday because I flew out Friday evening, I believe, or maybe Saturday morning. And then Sunday is my fly back because I got to be back in there Monday. On, I want to say it was Sunday. I'm driving up to go get something to eat. It's raining. This is near my house. I'm driving up. We hit this light. And my light, it's green. So the opposite is supposed to yield on the left turn. I go, and I'm not going that fast, but the guy, I'm watching him, and I'm waiting for him to yield so I can react. So I'm watching him the whole time. He doesn't stop. So he comes out, and then he starts to make the turn, and he seems like he's accelerating. And I look at him, and he's looking at some hot girl walking on the sidewalk on my right. So then I try to hit the brakes. Well, it's still a wet road. So my car, and then I was able to veer a little bit. My car, basically, he clipped the front left right, uh, light, rather. Well, the, this wasn't, it didn't hurt me or anything. I wasn't damaged. But, you know, we had to do the police report and had to do all this. But my left headlight is now jacked up. Well, I got to drive this car because I plan to drive it back down to Colorado. I'm going to need to drive overnight, multiple times, multiple days to get back down there. And I basically only got one light. So I wasn't worried about the, the incident itself. I was worried about the freaking headlight. I do the drive through, in this case, Washington, and then I go south and then upwards towards um, Wyoming and then down because there's a open street that leads right into where I'm going from Washington, south, south Wyoming, Washington, south Wyoming into Colorado. Oh, man, dark, right? It was frosty fog. So it was icing the windows. It was, and I only have one headlight. My other headlight, it's like, it's shining up into oncoming traffic. So people are getting pissed off. Nothing I could do about it because I got to have the lights on. I can barely see with just the one because of the freezing fog. So then once I get to Colorado, then the mistake is, like I said, I didn't pack what I was supposed to. So there's a bunch of stuff left in the house and I never got back to get the stuff. So then that stuff gets lost, basically. And we're talking things that are irreplaceable. Not like heavy value, but more sentimental. But they're irreplaceable. A lot of them were irreplaceable. There was some stuff that was garbage, but there was some stuff truly irreplaceable. And by the time I got back there, it was already cleaned out. So there was nothing I could do. All right. So then <laughs> once I get to Colorado, I'm there for three years. And I was fine until that new manager comes in and he starts acting like an idiot. And so then it's time for me to go again. And that's where I make the mistake of going to Oregon. I don't regret getting out of there because I could not have worked with that manager. But I think I should not have gone to that place in Oregon. And my gut told me something was off and I didn't follow my gut. And I should have followed my gut. I didn't do it. So I get to Oregon and I'm sitting around for four months, collecting a check, doing nothing but being forced to go into the office because they don't let you work from home either. Just... Right. So then that's what started me after I left there. I spin up my own business in April, 2019, start working contract. That was the, at the time, the only endeavor I had there in California, but I'm working from home and I kind of get hooked again. Cause it's like, all right, cool. Had that business basically operating since that time. 
Never wanted to look back. But I told myself I would never go back to Oregon. Absolutely not. I would never go back to Washington. Absolutely not. I didn't have a problem with Colorado. I had a problem with where I was in Colorado. The, the specific place in Colorado, I think, was terrible. But generally, I was okay with Colorado, just not that place. So this, where I'm going, if this goes forward, will be Colorado again. But it'll be the better part of Colorado. You know, the place where people actually live. Place where it's a little bit more diverse. <laughs> That's a key thing, too. So I'm if it goes forward, and I don't see a reason it won't at this point, but if it goes forward... Uh, it'll be a good thing because I'll be back in Colorado. But again, I've got to figure out now what to do. Because it when I went from California to Washington, that was in December. I actually drove over uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st. When I went from Washington to Colorado, going there, it wasn't December. But going back was December. And then when I drove back up, was all December. And then Oregon, I drove, again, it was December, that last week of December, because I had to be there by New Year's Day, or the day after New Year's, rather. So that was all December. And then here again, December 12th is basically the date, as far as I can tell. So now, once again, I'm going to be driving in the month of December. It just seems like that's when these opportunities, where these companies seem to calm down a little bit, they get desperate maybe, and I'm tired of doing it because I don't like driving during winter. It's not that I can't. I can, but in this situation... I don't have a car. So that's the other part of this. I'm going to need to, and I'd already planned to, but I was having issues doing it. I talked about it. I'm going to need to find a dealer willing to actually freaking sell me a car that's not on the verge of breaking down or doesn't have accident history or doesn't have seven freaking owners or been mistreated inside. Like it's got to be a decently reliable car. See my other car, I didn't have to worry about, it. even though it was used, I didn't worry about it. it. only had one owner. It was well taken care of. It was a hybrid plug in, didn't worry about it. In this situation, I'm going to be concerned a little bit because the cost of the cars I see that would fit my criteria, they're overcharging for these things. I'm not going to buy a car that's 150,000 miles, even though technology is more advanced. It's the principle of things, principalities in this. So long-term, I'm going to be trying to figure out now what this looks like because there's a lot in the uproot that's going to be challenging. And hopefully everybody listening to the podcast here will have appreciated so far why I was telling the stories that I was doing because I wanted people to be in the loop as things transpire. And no, this is how long this freaking thing took. I was planning to get out of here back in May and it didn't happen because the first endeavor, the contact doesn't pay me the way I need it to. It took me getting the second endeavor so that I get comfortable to where money's not a thing so that I can make this thing happen. If the first one were paying like the second one did, it would never have been an issue. Then this isn't really where the first endeavor now wants me to be, but I can't go there because they don't have the same, this company I'm working with for this doesn't have a presence up there. And it doesn't surprise me because it seems like that state is just all messed up. So this is not the first, this is not the only move, not the last move. Like I can tell you, I'm not going to be in Colorado permanently. What I treat this as is, I'm going to get up there to get the frick out of Nevada. Like that's my primary goal and purpose. Get the frick out of Nevada. There's nothing here <laughs> that keeps me here. There's nothing here that tethers me here. I don't have the, like my mail. I had two mail things. They're both shut down. Uh, I don't have any sort of business. I don't have any sort of physical presence or anything that requires I be here other than my current lease. So my plan is to get the heck out of here 
so I can stop paying these jokers. Because another thing I'll tell you an extended story about at some point is what happened with the property manager. But the short and sweet of this is they hired, without my permission, they hired a, a contractor to come out and try to do the lawn starting on December 1st because there was a, so apparently out here at some point in the city, they coordinated with the local police department to behave like an HOA. So they'll go around and they'll look for any excuse to basically write you a ticket. So I got a ticket basically saying, and it's not for me, it's for the property manager, but basically saying, yeah, we don't like this weeds over here. Do, do, do. And it's like, well, first of all, the weed isn't affecting anybody. At second, I'm not, it's not my home. I'm not going to touch this. And then they're like, yeah, the bushes are dead. Do, do, do. Yeah, because it's a heat wave and you have a watering restriction. I can't water them the way they need to be. Well, you got a bunch of droppings in the yard. Do, do, do. Yeah, because I'm surrounded by freaking conifers and conifers like to litter like crazy and I'm not paying to keep cleaning this up. So I just let it go because there was no reason. There used to be grass and it was hard to keep the grass going because the, uh, the irrigation system is busted. So I'm like, all right. I can't water like I want to. Even if I could, there's a watering restriction on top of this. And I'm not going to do all these maintenance things. We get high winds all the time. So even if I do a cleanup, it just messes up once again. Like right now, my front walkway is not covered with leaves, but it's it's like I never did a cleanup as far as the walkway. So I wasn't going to re- consistently do it. It's not my home. I refuse. When it was my house, yeah, I kept that thing pristine because it's mine. Here, it's not mine. So I felt like they should be doing the maintenance. They refused. When I tried to get them to replace this garbage refrigerator that's here, they refused. When I said, look, I'll buy my own fridge. I just need you to get your old garbage out of here. And they refused. They said, well, you can put it in the garage. I'm like, no, I'm using the garage for my freaking car. At the time, if you guys are willing to come and figure out what to do to move it out of here, I'll take care of the rest of it. And they wouldn't do it. They refused to do anything that's not basically our danger to the home or something that's a risk to its structural integrity. They won't do anything else, which is not the way rentals are supposed to work. Rentals are supposed to work that if I report it, you fix it. That's not the way they work. All right. Then I had an issue back during the pandemic. This is in 2021 where I needed them to work with the government and they refused. Like they literally wouldn't respond to the, in this case, the federal government and then the local government, they refused to respond to them. So now they're delaying what needed to happen. So all these things are stacking. I can't get responses, timely responses from them. This place that I'm talking to, the reason I say I hope it's going forward, they wanted to talk to the property manager to get a history. And I'm like, no, I can give you payment record. I can just print it. No, we need to talk to him. And I'm like, no, because then they're going to say, well, wait a minute, he's in a current lease. Yeah, but I'm getting the hell out of here. So, and I've done this before where I've done where there's already a current lease and done some most, but before, I had a really good property manager, a lady up in Colorado that I had a townhome with. She was excellent, great to work with, and she was one to give me any reference needed. Didn't have any issues with her. It was reasonably easy to get in touch with her. You know, payment was kind of a pain, but that's just whatever. So I had to write checks there. But other than that, it was great working with her. The complex I came from was a joke, not because of payments or any of that stuff, but just because they're generic, like they don't actually even take payments there. So talking to them was a little bit of a pain, but nowhere near as bad as this current one. Like it seemed like it gets progressively worse as time passes. So this new one, it's a company I've worked with before. They actually had a, a property they managed down in California when I lived down there and I was going to move in there 
So I was already used to the idea that they were more flexible than all these other orgs. And turns out, yes, they work with my other organization over here where that guarantees payment. So it's like, I took all the risk from you. I even offered I'll prepay, or you can use my guarantee company. They took my guarantee company. They said it's approved and they're giving me all sorts of welcome and let's get you set up and all that stuff. I just want to talk to them, make sure there's nothing else stopping and standing in the way for December 12th. Once I do this, I'm not going to pay you till I get that assertion that there's nothing else in place. You don't need to talk to anybody else. You don't need to have any calls. You're good to go. If that's the case, let's get this thing paid. I'll figure out how to get a car, which probably means I'll have to buy one. <laughs> and then we'll make this thing happen. And then I'll be freaking out of here. Then I have to try to understand the level of effort to get my stuff put into a shipping storage container. I have probably 30% of my stuff already in storage right now. I have to figure out how, how to time and pack the rest of it. Cause I have like my work desk set up is in a different room. I got to tear that down, put that in storage in one container. The studio I'm talking to you now on is going to be another container and it's going to be a bear. And then bedroom is another one. And then all my other random you know, stuff scattered around. I got to figure out what all that means. I got to find out what I'm okay leaving behind for this. Cause I don't plan on coming back if I can avoid it because it means I'm have to complain <laughs> and I'm not getting on a plane. So, I, I mean, I could technically get a private jet. I have a access to a private jet, but I'm not getting on the plane. So all of this has to happen before December 12th, which is really aggressive just because it's kind of sudden and I don't want to do December but it is what it is because I do want to try to get the thing done, done and dusted, taken care of. And at worst, at bare worst, if I have to, I will just do the drive up with minimal stuff, you know, get it up, get it set up, get the keys, get all laid in, get the security set up and then drive back down to do the rest of the clean out and everything else. If I absolutely have to, don't want to. So that's what's happening in my world, ladies and gentlemen. And I told that story instead of a different traditional episode, mostly because it affects the podcast, because certainly I'm going to have to coordinate when I actually do all this stuff. December 12th is a Monday, so that's a move-in day. So that means that if I'm able to get up there and get all set in December, that means I'll have to have internet all established and all that and good to go. And I'm not sure I will, which means I may need to reschedule Monday's episode. But I also wanted to make sure you're kept in the loop about what's going on in my life and the life of what I do, my endeavors and everything else. I'm not too concerned necessarily overall. I think it's a great move. I think it's great things to come. It'll make me happier. Uh, Nevada's a horrible place. Of course, I will have to pay taxes again, uh, unfortunately. But it is what it is. I'm willing to, you know what, I'm willing to take one for the team. And I'm saying this because of, I want people to understand how bad Nevada is. Like it literally is horrible. I think if we had never had COVID, Nevada might've been okay, maybe. But I think it's just a level of bad. And the person that I wanted to take over locally, it didn't happen. And then I learned about this whole, you know, HOA cops business. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not doing this. <laughs> so it is what it is. And I, you know, I miss, I miss a certain quality of life that's not here. It's not that Nevada's fast. It's not. It's actually quite slow. There's things that are lacking out here. Um, the, the presence of things is, it sucks, frankly, out here. Um, 
And so I, I figure, okay, it's time for me to just uproot again. I'm perfectly okay with Colorado again. I certainly would not go back to California. It was an option. And I said, no, absolutely not. I had an option for Boston. I'm like, absolutely not. I had an option for Texas. And I told Texas, you know, it was the toss up, either, you know, Colorado or Texas. And the reason I mostly chose Colorado, it's a nicer unit. It's a nicer layout, uh, closer proximity to things. And most importantly, it's not at one of those stacked buildings where you're like on floor 10 and, you know, there could be an earthquake or something and the thing comes crashing down and you die. You know, it's a regular kind of townhome type of style of unit, highly rated, highly regarded. So that was another reason why I did it. I wanted to make sure people heard what I'm struggling with, more important than anything else, to what the impact would be on the podcast, which, like I said, that Monday episode, the 12th, probably is going to be delayed, rescheduled somehow, and I have to figure out what that looks like. Once I get a final confirmation from these guys, I will let you know what that looks like. In the meanwhile, if it does go, I want—I know it doesn't sound like it, but I am encouraged by getting out of Nevada. I'm encouraged by the opportunity it presents. Even though the rent's going to be higher, the quality should be superior because I'm dealing with a property management company that I've already experienced with is actually professional and, you know, uh, will take care of its tenants. So. That's where I'm at, folks, and that's all I got for today's episode was just to tell the story. Trust me, Wednesday's episode, I have a completely different story. You probably won't get any personal updates from me on Wednesday because I do have a topic I am going to focus on because I think it's important, especially now. So tune in for that because you don't want to miss that one. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process. That's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.